the Commander's Declassified Podcast. If you have made it this far, subscribe. Spit knowledge tonight. Giving out a good Twitter handle. The Commander's Declassified Podcast. We've got a we've got a big show. Just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, the win and uh, Commanders will win two hundred and sixty-four to nothing. The Commanders Declassified Podcast. Welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast, your primary, your only, your best, your favorite, your most desired podcast of all things Washington Commanders. I am L.E. Brian is in the building. Eric is in the house. What's up, peoples? What's up? I want to know how you get in this building. I'm stuck in a house. <laughs> all right. L.E.'s in the bunker. Yeah, in the bunker. We got. We're going to talk about our five things that we're most looking forward to in the 2024 season. There is a lot to be excited about. Uh, but real quick, Brian, I want to get your thoughts on the hiring in the NFL. Uh, the guy, D'Amico Ryan's getting hired in Houston. Brian, is that a good move for the Texans? Oh, it's an absolutely great move. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's is one of the best up-and-coming uh, young head coach candidates. Uh, out there. I mean, he's an excellent defensive coordinator. His attention to detail really elevated that San Francisco defense the last couple of years. And we saw uh, them up close and personal this season when we played them. So one uh, great hire for them. I was a little worried that the Texans wouldn't make the hire because they've been doing some really dumb things these last couple of years. So I'm glad they came to their senses and made that move. That was a, that was a really good move. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does here over this uh Next six years, he has a six-year deal. Is it a good move for D'Amico? If I was D'Amico, I'd stay away from Houston. They're almost as bad as us with the dysfunction, the drama, the ownership. Like, the fans there hate the owner, right? It's a very similar situation to here uh, in the owner. So um, I hope it is. I think he's got a good deal. Uh, I know that's where uh, he was drafted. He's got uh, family, friends, all those types of things in that area. Um, so I'm sure it is a little bit sentimental to him in terms of uh, that was his uh, the franchise that uh, brought him into the league. So uh, I think he will get every opportunity in terms of like resources, right? He's going to be able to draft his quarterback now. Um, he's got a it's a it's a really bare roster. They don't have a lot of talent there. He's going to have to start from scratch. But with that, he can build it how he wants to. So he will get a, uh, a you know, a blank tech to go and uh, build it how he sees fit. Yeah, I think he's almost dummy proof for the Texans because of what he means to that area, um, what he's meant to some of the players there. J.J. Watt was a massive supporter of his. Yeah, I like the move for Houston. I like the move for D'Amico. I think he can overcome the uh, stupidity of that franchise and make something of it. And if he does, he's going to be there a very long time. He's got to hit on the quarterback. We know that oh too well. Eric Denver has given up a first and a second round pick to acquire Sean Payton. Do you like the move for Denver? Um, it's okay. I like I like Sean Payton. I know you think he's a little overrated, and he might be. A, I mean, he's. I mean, the love affair with him is a little strong. I think he's a good coach. I mean, he's you know six six forty six thirty career win percentage. Has a winning season like ten out of fifteen years in the league. So he's a really good head coach. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of giving up assets, but apparently Denver is. They just uh, they're going Rams, I think, and they're just going to mortgage the future. They already owe Russell Wilson a ton of money, and now they're giving up draft picks to bring in a coach. If they win a Super Bowl, fantastic, good for them. Um, Sean Payton would become the first coach to ever win, win a Super Bowl for two different teams, and if he does that, then it's worth it. If not, um, 
it's going to be a long couple of years for the Broncos. Yeah, Sean Payton has a has like a similar career winning percentage to Mike McCarthy. We put that on social media earlier today. And I don't think there's any way that you would argue that you're going to give up a first and a second round pick to get Mike McCarthy. Um, no, and Dallas, Mike. Mike. Dallas, yeah, they well they gave up their offensive coordinator to keep him. Uh, Kellen Moore went to the Chargers, and I think that's actually a good move for the Chargers. I don't hate Kellen Moore as a coordinator as much as I think some people do. Um, I think he can be very good. What we really find out is about Dak Prescott, right? If Dak Prescott has his next coordinator looking about the same as what he had Kellen Moore looking, we'll know Dak was the problem. If uh, How many guy, years has Dak been in the league now? Ooh, Five, six, like seven? It's like a yeah, seven-year quarterback. Yeah, I think it's we seven, know seven. We know what Dak Prescott is. It doesn't matter who his offensive coordinator. At this point, we know who Dak Prescott is. Yep, that's fair. That's a very, very fair point. Um, Jim Harbaugh did not work out in Denver. He had a second interview for whatever reason. It didn't work out. I think they were probably just using him as leverage with Sean Payton. Um, they had reported Sean Payton won orange tie on TV on Saturday, trying to you know indicate to the Broncos he's still interested. Blase, blah. Whatever. Good for them. I hope it works out for Russell Wilson's sake. Sean Payton is going to have to figure out that puzzle that was Russell Wilson last year. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. The openings that are still there. Uh, Arizona is an opening that is still available. I don't know who's in the lead to go there, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh has any connections to that. So it's probably going to be somebody in the league already. Carolina hired Frank Reich. Houston just got D'Amico Ryan. We talked about that. Denver got Sean Payton. Uh, and the Colts are still open, right? But I think we expect them to hire Jeff Saturday as a mere formality. So anyway, all right. Redskins 2.0 over in Indy. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. Good. Our ownership nightmare hopefully is almost over. Let oh them be the laughing stock for a while. Yes. Good yes. on them. Uh, speaking of that, there was a report that came out, Brian, you may have sent it to us, that they expect uh, the ownership to be resolved um, yeah. sometime uh, in March in the owners' meetings. Is that right? Yeah. Jay Glazer of Fox Sports uh, has, uh, you know, he's got his own show and everything like that. But uh, he answered a fan's question. That fan was from uh, Washington. And uh, he said that uh, he expects over, you know, the next several weeks, um, for the ownership uh, question to be uh, answered and that it, um, the other owners in the NFL to vote on it by the league meeting, uh, the NFL owners league meeting like March 26th. So end of March, we could officially have a new owner, maybe before then at least get the, uh, the, the leaks of who it may be, uh, but officially get voted on uh, end of March. That would be awesome and that would be fast. That would be really quick. Yeah, I'm not going to get my hopes up just because that's such a quick turnaround. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely want it to happen, but man, that's a lot of stuff that's got to move in a short amount of time. So that's we'll been see. the target for a while, though. I mean, they've been yeah. they kind of we've heard that since really almost after they they Blazer, listed yeah, the Blazer team. Was I the think yeah, and they said yeah they said that uh, I think Glazer was the one that said it even back then, and kind of everybody latched on his coattails, and a lot of the beat reporters are saying it's going to happen. Like, it seems to be moving very quickly. Um, when a bunch of rich guys all get on the same page, things things move along quickly. Yeah, the uh, $6.3 billion or more will motivate some people to move a little bit quicker. So hopefully, you know, for all of the, the fans' sake, that uh, it stays on that timeline. 
Yeah. Brian, just withdraw it from your Roth IRA and go ahead and send it over to Dan Snyder. Get this thing done. <laughs> my $20. <laughs> the, uh, the odds for the commander's uh, next owner have been updated on bookies.com. I don't know who they are. I don't generally interact with the site, but they have Bezos and Jay-Z at plus 200 as the favorites. Barely. If you remember in the beginning, they were heavy favorites. I think it's looking less and less likely that they're going to be involved. Josh Harris's group is plus 250 at 28.6% probability i think he's probably one of the leaders in the clubhouse at this point if you listen to local media the Egbali group they are plus 516.7 percent they are fast risers i think they've cooled off a little bit in terms of probability but i that's who i'm going to say is the favorite to to land this deal i have no idea but that's just a guess i'm making josh henry's group plus 712.5 percent and then our friend dan snyder is plus 1500 6.3 percent <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. The ultimate heels heel move to retain the franchise. My God, that would just be what a scene if he announces he's staying on board. If he does, my main takeaway here is how many rich guys there are named Josh. Strike him as a rich guy name. Yeah, this is a kid who ate paste in like first grade. That was Josh. I don't know. I don't know too many rich Joshes, but I guess they're they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Byron Allen is plus 2,500, 3.9%, basically saying almost no chance. Ted Leonsis and the rest of the field is at 14.8% chance. So we don't know, but it's always fun to take a look. Let's jump into the commander season 2024. Brian, take it away. Give us your five things that you are most excited about for this upcoming season. And before you do, if you are not subscribed, make sure you subscribe we do five things videos all over our youtube channel they are phenomenal go check them out this is sort of a mini preview of that or maybe an extended version of that brian take it away give me your five things and actually ellie is the originator of the five things video just in case anybody wanted some trivia uh, <laughs> my five things that i am looking forward uh to this season uh the first one is Sam Howe. I, I want to see a young quarterback play here. I'm very sick of the uh, veteran retread guy coming in here. Lots of uh, price tag and nothing to show for it. Sam Howe, he's got ability. Can we develop him? Can we support him? I want to find out. Uh, new offensive coordinator. That is, we are going to get a new offensive coordinator. Who it will be? Eric Bieniemy, uh, Zampezi, Pat Shermer, who knows? Anybody else? Charles London. We will get a new one, and it will be good to see um, on fourth and one. Maybe Brian Robinson gets a play, and maybe not a uh, toss play or something like that, or maybe no more Curtis Samuel reverses. Um, number three, a desperate Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera has been very comfortable these last couple of years with this slow, methodical approach to 8-8, eight eight, which is where we got this past season. I want to see a more motivated Ron Rivera, a more aggressive Ron Rivera, um, and hopefully a desperate one to save his job uh, makes us or lets him know or he can make some better decisions or some different decisions because we need it. Uh, we can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Um, number four, number four, we're one year closer to 2024, which I think is going to be a bigger reset and a bigger, um, you know, uh, event for commanders fans, uh, with this entire, um, you know, new ownership change. And then my last reason for excitement is the same reason I just said, we're one year closer to 2024. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch more coming. Just got to get through this year. There right, we go. That's you it. cheated on the test, but <laughs> it's a great <laughs> reset coming in 2024. Yeah. Uh, the great reset. You know what? 
you bring up an interesting point with Rivera in terms of is he going to coach scared trying to protect you know us or his career his his legacy I don't know what you want to call it but just coaching scared, the mate, yeah or is he going to let it all fly and say you know what screw it I don't I may not be here next year but I'm going to do things the way that I want to do them yeah we're going to go out fighting you know and 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 go out swinging because it feels like to this point in his career with us he's coached to a very safe result time and time and time again i will be very interested in what you said to see if he changes that philosophy and just says screw it you know what Terry down there somewhere or whatever Heineke would say, you know, that type of mentality. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like Ron is a, uh, he was a, a linebacker on the 85 bears. Like he's got to be an aggressive dude. Like he, you couldn't be a soft guy and play on that uh, defense there. Like, I want to see that. I want him to coach like that this year. I want to see some, uh, some bigger risks. I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive, show some emotion this year. And I think uh, that that may help him as opposed to this kind of reserved uh, thing that he's been doing these last couple of years. What I say about Dak Prescott before? This is Ron Rivera's like 15th year coaching. Like we know yeah. what Ron Rivera is going to do as a coach. He has been able to do whatever he wanted for the last three years, and it's a, it's his. I will never take anything away from the uh, fight in his teams. They're always out there. They're always going to hit you in the mouth, but they always finish seven and ten. And uh, I think desperate Ron Rivera uh, still ends up being seven and ten. Ron Rivera. All right, there you have it. And I also think passive aggressive Ron Rivera is seven and ten. I think he's just. He's the new Jeff Fisher, as people have been saying for a while. He's just a mediocre. He's going to coach mediocre teams that finish mediocre with mediocre records. Just is what it is. Love, I love Ron. Respect Ron. I will say to my dying breath that he was the right hire at that time for this team. But his, his, the time is over. It's time to move on from Ron. Unless we win nine games. All right. No, Eric. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just win four games. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, what do you got, man? Your five things you are most looking forward to in the 2022, uh, excuse me, 2023 season. Man. Yeah. Well, this was a very, very difficult test for me because I have made it very clear that I am checked out <laughs> already on 2023. I really have very little interest in this upcoming season because I just know what's what's coming ahead. Uh, but there are some, some uh, silver linings to look forward to. Number one. Uh, as we said earlier, an ownership change, likely, possibly even as, as early as March. Um, just ending the, the the Dan Snyder nightmare, it, that it's it's finally going to come to an end. That is a fantastic thing to look forward to. Are we starting a new owner nightmare? Probably. But yeah, the Dan Snyder one, the one we've been in for 20 years is over. And I'm more than happy to see that. I am looking forward to a new owner, regardless of who it is. I will hate you in two years, probably, but I will love you uh, when you take over for Dan Snyder. Number two, uh, Brian kind of alluded to it earlier, finding out who this new offensive coordinator is and if he can score more than 19 points a game, because that is apparently very difficult to do when you work in Washington, D.C. Uh, as an offensive coordinator. Um, is it going to be, as I think, probably Ken Zampezi getting promoted? Uh, maybe. Uh, is it going to be Pat Shermer? Possibly. I highly doubt Eric Bieniemy comes here, but maybe. Uh, we pull a rabbit out of our hat and, and land uh, a enemy who's really angling for a head coach job. He's likely a one-year rental if he's here. Uh, if it works out, he's a head coach. If it doesn't work out, he's gone with Ron Rivera out with the bathwater. But we shall see a new offensive coordinator is on the way. Looking forward to that. Number three, also in agreement with Brian. I just want to see Sam Howell play. Why not? Um, I'm tired uh, of bringing in guys who you know are trying to revive their career bringing in guys who are past their prime bringing in guys i'm just tired of doing it why pay somebody 
to get a 7-10 result when you've got a young, cheap guy already on staff that you haven't seen yet. He'll take you to 7-9 just as easy as Patrick Mahomes will with this team. It's just what we're going to do. We're going to finish with seven wins. Um, so why not do it with Sam Howell? I like Howell. I liked him in college. I was really looking forward to drafting him. I would have taken him a lot higher, uh, as this coaching staff has said that they would have, too, if what had happened hadn't happened. But we got him. I want to see him play. Send him out there. Number three, the draft. I'm looking forward to this draft uh, because we're going to build, we're going to, you know, the coaching staff, the front office likely won't be around past this year, but there is an opportunity to add some players who will. Some building block type players. I'm talking about a franchise left tackle. Brian, you did a, you did a great mock draft this week. Um, and I liked the Christian Gonzalez pick. I love the guy. As If you can land a lockdown corner at 16, Go for it. Uh, I'm a left tackle guy. I'll always pick a left tackles one there. I think somebody like Broderick Jones is going to be there, and I will take him in a heartbeat. Um, but I'm not going to be mad at a lockdown corner. As long as we don't try to draft a quarterback, <laughs> Lawrence, in uh, in round one this year, um, I'm, I'm fine. I think we can land a great building block uh, for uh, the future uh, in the draft this year. And number six, this is the, this is the old uh, Washington Redskins commanders fan in me. Um, but we know that as a coach's time in this city winds down, the drama kicks up, the leaks start coming out. Just like we saw with Scott Turner toward the end of the year, you start hearing grumbles, you start hearing retweets, reporters just letting stuff slip. That's going to start probably around week nine for this team. Um, right after they, right after they decide to run the ball and they win four games in a row <laughs> and then drop two, <laughs> we're going to start hearing the leaks. We're going to start hearing the grumbling, the drama hopefully it's the last time that we'll have to deal with it for a long time. Hopefully this new ownership can get a front office and a coaching staff in place. They'll be here forever, but it's coming this year. Why not embrace it? It's going to be just a, a nightmare of the year. Just enjoy the last like remnants of the Dan Snyder era, the drama, the leaks coming out of the locker room. Uh, and I, I'm kind of looking forward to it just as kind of a last hurrah. So those are my five things that I'm most excited about for 2023. And yes, it is an extremely depressing list. Yeah, I thought it was a good list. The leaks one is an excellent point because, man, do those oh, things start leaking. Yeah. yeah, they do. The leaks start leaking. About players, coaches, everybody. That's a, that's a real good list. And it's like uh, 30 minutes before game time on Sunday when, like, the <laughs> Washington Post dropped their story, yeah. right? That's usually yeah. how it goes. Yeah, like Heineke stole all his Jordans. He didn't actually <laughs> buy them or something. Yeah, that's coming out. He took them out of the that's player's right. locker room after he gave it to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so about the BNME thing. I, I don't think we can understate how much that actually is a possibility, in my opinion. I was talking to Brian about this earlier this week. In the game, when the Chiefs were playing the Bengals, there was a critical moment on the last drive. Andy Reid's in the huddle, talking to the quarterback, talking to the receivers. The offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, is about four feet behind the huddle, just standing there, mm -hmm. holding his play sheet like this, like a lost puppy, right? That is exactly why Eric Bieniemy needs to get out of and probably wants to get out of Kansas City to, to establish his own identity as a coach. It's not working for him to become a head coach in his current path. That trajectory is not taking him there. He has to go somewhere, become something on his own merit, and then he'll get some of those opportunities, hopefully. This is the ideal situation for that. Now, will he? does he think that way? I don't know. Is it That's though? how I see it. Is it the ideal situation? I mean, maybe. I mean, we have we have good skill positions, but our offensive line is a mess. Quarterback is a mystery. All the, unless Bieniemy is a really big Sam Howell fan, I definitely agree. Bieniemy will not be in Kansas City next year. He will be somewhere. He might be here. 
wouldn't surprise me per se to have him be here, but it would be, uh, I would do a double take if he chose this yeah. organization. Although the best reason being that, you know, like I said, it's, he's, there's a 100% chance if he's here, he's one and done because either he's a head coach or he gets tossed out with the other, with the rest of the staff. Um, but why not DC? I guess if, if he's a big Sam Howell fan, just don't talk Ron into drafting Anthony Richardson at 16 uh, and you'll be my, you'll be fine with me. I, I, I think this is actually, I think Ellie's right. This is an excellent opportunity, right? Because I think that our position here, it, it's always looked at from outside as chaos. It's turmoil. They don't know what they're doing. So if the enemy does come here, especially right with the looming ownership change and future uncertain and he performs and it, he doesn't need to have the number one offense, right? That's not realistic. But if he comes here and gets us to middle of the road, we're on the fringe of a, you know, a top 15, something like that. That's huge. Like he rewrites the narrative on himself. It becomes, Hey, he really was all these things that we initially thought about Eric, the enemy. And I think those, op uh, that opens up those opportunities. Like Eric, like you said, for a head coach, like he, I think those become a real possibility again, because if he stays in Kansas city, He's just the superficial um, uh, interview uh, interviewer for uh, to to kick off uh, the uh, the hiring cycle. It's like, all right, but, and, uh, Eric Bieniemy got uh, interviewed, so it's time to actually hire the real people. So I think this DC, is a really good thing. It's a gamble for him. Oh, it's a huge no, it's gamble a because yeah. he can lose he can lose huge if he can't get it oh, done yeah. here. If oh, he yeah. can go, you know, someplace like the Jets, maybe that's got a little bit more stability, not necessarily at the quarterback position, but definitely at the head coach. Um, and the, they're apparently going all in for a quarterback. If he can land like, a, you know, he can land in. in oh, no, they just hired Fandle Hackett, though, didn't they? Wow. Yeah. Jets, yeah. The Jets just hired Hackett. Yeah. Uh, like somebody else. Baltimore. Like Baltimore. That yeah. I mean, if he, Lamar, if he makes Lamar Jackson, you know, in his Lamar's going to be in a contract year, so he's going to ball out because yeah. uh, he's most likely going to be playing on that franchise tag. That's a better situation, in my opinion, than D.C. Because if you fail, I mean, I even say if you fail, people are going to expect you to fail when you come here. <laughs> they just are. And if he fails, then he the, the narrative is is that he is another one of those Andy Reid coordinators that couldn't function without Andy Reid. And that is a huge gamble on his part. If he believes in himself that much, good on him. And I don't have any problem with him coming here. But I just realized that either way, he's probably only going to be here in 2023. And that's fine. But it's just a massive, massive gamble on his part because he, he can really, this is potentially career suicide if he comes here and fails. Uh, but if he turns things around and things look good, um, you know, it's a launching pad. So, yeah, we shall see. If I'm yep. Eric Bieniemy, I'm not sniffing DC, but that's just you know, I'm not I Eric Bieniemy. I'm just Eric Etrod Forty Two. Follow him on Twitter. I will. Twitter, I will say this. Which I, I will check. say this. If Eric Bieniemy comes here, that likely means a new quarterback. If any of the external, like truly external OCs, come here, they're probably going to want to bring their own guy in at quarterback. I don't know who that is for Bieniemy. I don't know. But if, if we're looking at Zampezi, if we're looking at the guy, uh, what was the other guy's name that was really familiar with Ron? Uh, Shermer? Shermer. That's, that's, that's a co-sign for how, in my opinion, for both of those guys. Um, the guy from Atlanta, you like know, London. such limited experience. Maybe you bring in a Mariota, too, with him. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think he, we'll wants, I don't think he wants Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. And last year. those guys, if they bring yeah. in somebody, they're not starters. They're bringing, like, backup, like, level. Yeah, Zampezi would bring in, like, an Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, they're bringing their version of Heineke here. So, I mean, you know, it's not much of an upgrade if they do bring a guy. Yeah, yeah. The enemy's the one guy I will say I think probably translates to his own quarterback. But we'll see. Uh, all right, my list. I have an honorable mention. 
I'll call it number six. I'm looking forward to Jack Del Rio's offseason tweets every offseason. He oh, gets no. himself in the hot water, <laughs> oh, tweeting no. about something, you know. I don't know what it'll be about, but it's going to be about something. Um, looking forward to that. Not really. Um, all right. Number five. I am looking forward to see what happens with Diami Brown in his third year. You saw him make some plays. I still like Diami Brown. Curtis Samuel's contract situation could dictate that he might not be here. I'm not predicting that or saying that because I think you can afford to keep him. But you do have it out on his contract. If, if he's gone, then Diami slots into your third receiver position. And honestly, I think it's a, a better fit than what Curtis Samuel was because Curtis Samuel was like every other uh, gadget person we had on the roster. I thought he was good, but I think we needed just a pure deep threat. Diami can fulfill that, especially if Howell's starting. That chemistry might get to bacon and shaking, you know? I look forward to that. Number four, um, Jamin Davis. His first two years, up and down. This year, more up than down. First year, more down than up. Year three is the year you would expect him to put it all together. This this season, they said, Ron said that he saw Thomas Davis's progression and Jamin Davis's progression. So this is the year where you'd expect it all to come together. And we have a Pro Bowl or a very near Pro Bowl linebacker out of Jamin Davis. If we get that, I'm sold. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Um, number, what number am I on? Number three. Um, I'm just excited to see whatever happens at the quarterback position. At this point, Sam Howell seems to be the leader in the clubhouse. He's the only guy on the roster. If he's out there, let's see what happens, whether it's an epic, excuse me, epic fail or epic success. Let's just see what happens. If we bring in somebody else, you know, the, the other rumor is Derek Carr, whatever. At this point, I'm so whatever about it. Let's just see what happens. Let's, let's shake and bake. Let's see what's going on. What time is with the quarterback position? If it's Derek Howe, somebody, or Derek Howe, Derek Carr, somebody else, Sam Howe, whatever. It, it can't be any worse than the quarterback play was last year. Last year was absolutely miserable with Carson Wentz, and, and it wasn't very exciting with Heineke. He liked his spirit, but the games were just dull last year from an offensive perspective. That's probably more on Scott Turner than anything else. So I'm looking forward to a more, more exciting offense no matter what happens, no matter who's playing quarterback. Number two. What are we going to do at running back? Uh, you know, the commanders have sort of botched that position, not in player personnel, but in usage, in my opinion, over the last several years. So I'm looking forward to a new offensive coordinator coming in and organizing our run game. Our run game is a lot of very good parts that are sort of just stuffed in a drawer somewhere, like that messy drawer in your kitchen. That's our running back room right now. Drawer. The junk drawer, yeah. I'm looking forward to somebody coming in and organizing that thing and getting these running backs in the positions and the uh, the settings that they're going to be most successful. Very much think that is necessary. I think that could help us a ton, regardless of who our quarterback is. So very much looking forward to that. Like on the, on that one, I think like Curtis Samuel's role and JD McKissick's role can be combined into one person and that person should be Gibson. Like if you're Correct. gonna have a receiver runner, it has to be Gibson. Like, I don't want um, Curtis Samuel running the football, and it doesn't look like J.D. McKissick is probably going to be playing football again, um, but he was an excellent pass-catching back. Like, that's what Gibson needs to be. Like, uh, we have too many guys trying to all do the same thing, and, and we need to kind of reduce some of that down. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Somebody needs to organize that, and I think Curtis Samuel can go, and his role and J.D. McKissick's role can be combined and give that to Gibson. And yeah, I see a massive explosion of creativity from a guy like Pat Shermer at this stage in his career or Ken Zampezi. I mean, these guys are in their late 50s at this point. 
I don't think you're going to see a revolutionary change in the offense uh, based on those guys. Eric Bieniemy, like I said, come on down. Possibly commit career suicide, but it'll be fun to watch. Uh, and then maybe we'll we'll get some good. He's a former running back. He knows how to use running backs. I think. Yeah. 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 Natron means businesses back up in San Diego all those years ago. Hey, he and was the uh, Eric sleeping with the enemy, as Chris yes. Berman. <laughs> yes, Chris Berman, famous lines. Um, he was a beast right. in Colorado. I remember him. I remember Colorado. Colorado. Oh, he was a stud in Colorado. Yeah, in college, he was a monster. Well, he was also he was the Heisman uh, candidate. He was like fifth in Heisman voting that year. He was really good. Was he? Wow. Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. Over at UCLA, he was the running back coach there, and then he was also with the Minnesota Vikings uh, when AP was uh, running and getting a bunch of yards. So he can coach running back. So if yeah, he, he comes, it should it should a, it should be an upgrade. He's a poor man's way. Randy Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of running backs uh, and underrated in Minnesota, Robert Smith does not Robert get Smith for how good he and was good. an excellent announcer on CBS. Yes, he is. Or is it Fox? He's really no, good. All right, we're getting into the junk drawer. All right, number we are. two, Brian Robinson's progression. Brian Robinson had the incident where he got shot. He came back on the field. He was a power running back. He was effective and grinding out short yardage situations. What I want to see the most from this guy, you guys know this, is there explosion and explosiveness to his game that just wasn't there because of the injuries that had happened? Is he going to develop that? Is he going to work on that? Is he going to come back a little bit more explosive to turn those three and a half yard gains into seven yard gains, into 15 yard gains, and possibly into 30 yard gains? Is he going to prove to have that ability? If he does, I'm all in. If he doesn't, let's re-rack that running back situation. But I want to see what he can do with a fully healthy offseason this offseason and come back and maximize his abilities and shut me up about Brian Robinson Jr. forever. Okay? Number I think one. You saw it. I think you saw yeah. it at the end of the year, though. You saw he was getting the more and more explosive as the year yeah. went off. Those well, first was. Things so I think there is a year there that'll be that'll show up uh, come September. As long as he I stays so. away from Vince Chili Bowl. Yeah. I, I hope we see it. My number one thing is really for the fans. I want to see how the game day experience, both on TV and at home, on the field and off the field, changes for fans who spend their hard-earned money and their hard-earned time watching this football team and everything that they go through. Fans deserve a winner. Fans deserve a good experience. And as a fan ambassador, we were brought in to try to help that. Um, but... You know what? Things change. Things happen. I just want to see that actually come to fruition where we have something we can brag about. You saw it with the Eagles. Brian, how long did it take the Eagles to turn themselves around? Two years. This is Nick Sirianni's second year. They're in the Super Bowl. And, and also think about this. Jalen Hurts for them was more of an afterthought. They were still in the Carson Wentz business at that time, and they thought they were going to make it work with him. Carson was not happy with the uh, the, the Jalen Hurts uh, draft, and they had to move on from him. And then they committed to Jalen Hurts. And when they did that and they changed it, look where they are now. Uh, aggressive front office moves by Howie Roseman, and uh, they are one of the top teams 
two uh, Super Bowl appearances in five years with a completely different coaching staff and almost completely different roster as well, too. Um, pretty impressive. Um, and hopefully something we can start getting here in 2024. Yeah. And I think for us, it's going to take a new owner. We'll see if oh, yeah. it takes a new coach. It's going to take a lot, but it can happen quickly. The Eagles are evidence of that. The Bengals are evidence of that. It can happen. you got to hit on the number one position, though, and that's quarterback. You cannot win in this league without somebody there. You have good stories. They get you to a certain point, but you cannot go far in this league without a quarterback. So all those things are good things. I have another honorable mention. The health of Benjamin yeah, Saints. like five things. You're up to 13. I'm like, like at 98, yeah. right? <laughs> Benjamin St. Juice was so freaking good last year when he was healthy. But then he, he got injured. Again. And God knows I'm not going to say what the injuries are because he doesn't like that. He shouted, shouted at us on Twitter years ago <laughs> about that. But don't worry. He won't remember. He won't remember what they are. Ooh, I oh, sorry. I see what you, you did there. Oh, like that, Brian. All right, but uh, you know, I hope he stays healthy because he was trending towards one of the top cornerbacks in the league. And every mock draft that's out there, including Brian's that he did, you can find on commanders247.com. Go check it out. Has us taking a defensive back in the first round. I can't find one that doesn't have us taking a defensive back in the first round, which I think is smart. But what's the health of Benjamin St. Juice going to be? I don't know. He's very similar to um, uh, our second round pick, uh, Cosme. Cosme, when he plays, is good, but Cosme never plays. He's been in and out of the lineup constantly. Then they started having him split time with Cornelius Lucas, and now there's talk that he's going to be moved into guard. So uh, he's another guy that uh, has to uh, get healthy and or figure out what he's doing, whether it's going to be guard or tackle. But, I mean, he's got to stay on the field. Otherwise, I mean, it's uh, you know he's just going to be a backup. And if you can pair St. Juiced with another big corner like a Christian Gonzalez uh, with Kendall Fuller in the slot, I mean, that's a formidable secondary because now you've got, you know, Bobby McCain can be, you know, the dime corner. Uh, you, you know, you've got two very good, very capable safeties this year. Uh, this can be a really good secondary with a healthy St. Juiced. And if you pair them with, you know, uh, and there's guys in the second round that are going to be available at corner two. Stay tuned for my mock draft. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, I think you're right. I think St. Juice would be a huge boon if he could just stay on the field. But uh, we can say that about three quarters of our roster, unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna get your final thoughts in a second. But Huntley from the Ravens, the quarterback, was named to the Pro Bowl. What in God's name is happening there? My guy had like seven touchdowns this year passing and like including the playoffs that is and 10 picks how did he earn his way to the playoffs brian do you have a clue yeah all the other afc quarterbacks who were uh, uh they were either in the playoffs late and uh, just turned it down so I, I don't know why they just didn't give one out instead of just giving it to a guy who doesn't really deserve it but i mean hey good for him he gets a trip to where miami i, I don't know if they still do it. orlando miami. isn't it Oh, it's Orlando. Is it Orlando? Okay. That's kind yeah, of the thing. So. You used to get a trip to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yep. And you yep. got to play. Now you get to go to Orlando and play dodgeball. I can't yeah. imagine why people don't want to go to the Pro yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I think that's it. They just let's go to, let's go to, yeah. Let's go Especially there and we'll do a sack race. We're going to do like elementary school field day activities instead of playing yeah. an actual football game, which the football game was a joke. 
Uh, but like, I totally get it. At least, at least move it back to Hawaii. If you're going to have some Bobo stuff like dodgeball, uh, <laughs> as your, as your activities and the Manning brothers are your, just move it to move it back to someplace that people actually want to go. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, no offense, these guys, even at, even at league minimum, you can afford a weekend in Orlando. Like, right. I mean, I don't even make anywhere close to league minimum in the NFL. And I could probably go to, I could go to Orlando this weekend if I wanted to. It's not that big of a deal. So make it a big deal. And maybe guys will want to come back, put it in like Singapore or like have it someplace cool. Move it to Europe, like Orlando. Come on, man. Orlando. Nothing against Orlando, Central Florida. My daughter went to school in Central Florida, spent a lot of time there. Hate Orlando, though. Sucks. Miserable hole. Worst yeah. traffic. It's just like DC level traffic in a city like a third of the size. I don't get me started on Orlando, but that's why nobody <laughs> wants to go to the Pro Bowl. Orlando. Orlando declassified coming soon. Yeah. 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 Crab soccer coming to the Pro Bowl in 2020. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> was that parachute thing where they just, the gym teachers just threw the parachute up? I don't know. Maybe that was just my gym class. <laughs> yeah. We sang Old McDonald a lot where I went. I, I was not in the advanced classes. <laughs> not even for PE. I, um, not Eric, even for PE. <laughs> 35 years ago today, Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to start and win a Super Bowl. What do you remember about that? I remember every second of that game. That was the first. Uh, so the first Super Bowl I remember was the 83 when we got destroyed by the Raiders. So that's not a good memory. The 87 Super Bowl, I was, I think, 12, 11. I was 11, maybe 12. I don't remember. That was an 80. I was 12. I'm getting old. I can't remember how old I am, but yeah, uh, I, we, that was the first, uh, Super Bowl where the year that we had a VCR. So we recorded it and I watched it like a hundred times. That second quarter was absolutely amazing. That first touchdown pass to Ricky Sanders. I actually hugged my television set. <laughs> That's a true story. Um, and, uh, no, I remember it was, it was just such a great game. Uh, that second quarter when just everything we did worked, uh, to a T Timmy Smith ran for 200 yards. Ricky Sanders had like 190 yards receiving, which um, Timmy Smith like, still has a Super Bowl record. Uh, just a, an, an amazing, amazing experience. And I'm so glad that I'm old enough to remember at least like that happy of a memory. Um, and I remember, you know, Doug Williams waving Jay Schrader off the field. That was like the most baller move ever. Um, so, yeah, it was just a great game. Great. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have more of those to watch in the future soon, not 2023. Absolutely. Uh, I was reading, you know, the Broncos offered the job to D'Amico Ryan. He turned it down. They offered it to him again today. He turned it down again, and that's why they went with Sean Payton after that. So they were trying their best to hire D'Amico uh -huh. Ryan. He could not work it out, so... I think somebody in the media just hates Sean Payton if they're leaking stuff like that. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't see the point of like, he must have ruffled some feathers when he's working at Fox. Yeah. That just seems like a, that just seems like a hateful thing to say, especially to, regardless of what you think of him as a coach. I mean, he's been a coach in the league for 15 years and he's been pretty successful. Yeah. And to just like relegate him to somebody's second choice, that just seems like a media hit job in my opinion. Could be very true. I don't know, but it just seems kind of like, it seems like somebody's trying to do Sean dirty. And I, I, I never even liked Sean Payton. I found myself defending him a lot today, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. I just seems like, it just seems like dirty, dirty media to me. It's information that doesn't really help anybody. No, um, not at all. I think it came from the NFL Network, though, so I, I would assume there's some validity to that. Um, Eric, final thoughts, man. Well, we're heading into the off season. Let's. Uh, I, I, I really 
want to see the Eagles lose the Super Bowl, so let's make sure that happens. Uh, I know too many obnoxious Eagles fans uh, that I, I can't. I don't know any Chiefs fans, um, but uh, there's way too many Philly fans around here. We need them losing the Super Bowl. Nothing against you, Philly, but I actually like Philly a lot. But the uh, city uh, gets a bad rap, but it's actually a pretty cool place if you've ever been there. Uh, go. It's way better than Orlando, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, yeah Philly, <laughs> Philly's a pretty rad place, but I, I don't want you winning a Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm sorry, Philly fans, but you need to go ahead and lose that Super Bowl. That's my final thought. What's yours? Well, you do know a Chiefs fan, Kevin Johnson, in our fantasy football league, uh, is really? a Chiefs super fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's oh. rooting for the Chiefs. So. Good luck to him. We have a few guys no in our idea. league that are Eagles fans, uh, so good luck to them. One but, very uh, vocal bandwagon Bengals fan, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, it was silver and blue until last year, and all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's not the trade, though. <laughs> um, all right, my final thoughts are this. Look, this is – probably my my most favorite time of the football season in general post super bowl um i i'm a huge scouting combine uh fan i love i eat it all up i love the athleticism on display i like to see you know these prospects come in who separates themselves i love the analytics of the whole thing there is just so much that i enjoy about the scouting combine process that leads into the draft and then you get this new player that you're just so certain is going to um, you know, change your franchise's future, whether they do or not, doesn't matter at this point of the season uh, or off season. It's just all about hope and opportunity at this point. Don't screw it up, commanders. Let's do something exciting. You know that the scouting combine is February 27th through March 6th. Free agency now is March, middle, middle of March, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, March. That's going to be very telling to see what we do. Probably nothing. <laughs> you know, we don't do a lot in free agency. But uh, you know what? Something to get excited about. The rumors start flying. That's always fun. I think as a football fan of a team that just hasn't been very good, there is nothing more fun than this time of season because we're just as good as everybody else at participating in the offseason one way or another, at least from the rumors perspective. I am looking forward to it, just like I am looking forward to our next episode, Eric. But for now, we are done here. If you made it this far, make sure you subscribe leave in the comments i know some of you guys do a great job and i really want to give you guys a shout out of leaving comments for us all the time but there's so many of you i can't remember them all right now um leave comments tell us what you're looking forward to in the 2023 season and you can even tell us what you're not looking forward to in the 2023 season um we'll read it and uh we'll look forward to it so subscribe if you're on audio subscribe give us a thumbs up recommend us to whoever you want to recommend us to we appreciate it all Eric, I think we're out of here, man. I think we out. Brian says bye.